Welcome to the Be Well Buzz podcast, your number one weekly source for natural health and wellness. It's Larry and Oksana, and I'm really honored and excited to have today two amazing people that we're going to talk about on a very important topic. There's an event going on right now called The Truth About Cancer, and uh, it's the first ever investigative report miniseries that reached a lot of people. And uh, we wanted to have Ty Bollinger and Dr. Anthony Beck with us to share their stories and their experiences with the topic of cancer so we can reach more people and impact more lives. So this is going to be a really important one and one that actually hits really close to home. Yes, I mean, as uh, some of you might know, I lost my mom to cancer just a few months ago, a pretty young, healthy woman that's just uh, now gone. So this is a very important topic for us to discuss and enlighten you with some of the information that might, you know, might help you help your family members or friends to avoid that outcome. Um, as you know, the cancer still remains um, the second most common cause of death in U.S. And this year, I believe it's predicted to 1.6 million deaths uh, to happen uh, by the end of 2014. So you can see the prevention and uh, how to eliminate or at least find uh, different resources how we can, uh, you know, not say cure, but help you uh, recover from that uh, pretty damaging path. Mm -hmm. So today we have two passionate advocates and uh, I cannot wait what you guys gonna share with us. Yep. So a little bit about them. First we have um, Ty Bollinger who's a health freedom advocate, cancer researcher, former competitive bodybuilder and author. Um, after losing several family members to cancer, he refused to accept the notion that chemotherapy, radiation and surgery were the most effective treatments available for cancer patients and he began a quest to learn all the possible answers around alternative cancer treatments and the medical industry and what he's uncovered is incredibly shocking and he's going to share some of that with us. Um, there's a lot of evidence to support the allegations that the war on cancer is a largely a fraudulent operation and we know it's a business so yeah. we'll, he'll talk much more about that. Um, and we have with us Dr. Anthony Beck, who's an author, speaker, and leader in the medical world with over 20 years experience comprising the areas of functional medicine, Chinese medicine, clinical nutrition, orthomolecular medicine, hormone replacement therapy, sports, on and on. Um, he's working with us in BWL Buzz right now. Um, we're excited to have him. He's guided by the philosophy of patient care rather than disease care and uh, he utilizes a brilliant balanced protocol combining cutting-edge science along with ancient wisdom uh, where he's able to remove disease and help people attain perfect health. So with that, let's welcome you both and uh, kind of get this going. Yeah, Larry Oxon, it's so good to be part of the group today. I appreciate the invite. Yeah. Same here. Ditto, ditto. So, um, Ty, would you like to share maybe a little bit of your story? Yeah, sure. Uh, you know, as, as Larry mentioned, <coughs> excuse me, I lost basically my entire family to cancer. You know, I didn't, I never dreamed 20 years ago that I'd be doing what I'm doing today with health and with cancer and speaking and writing and doing mini series on this. But I kind of was thrown into it head first in 1996 when my father. Graham Bollinger was diagnosed on July the 1st of 96, and he was pronounced dead the 25th of July, 25 days later. A man that was 52 years old that showed no symptoms of cancer other than a stomach ache 
was admitted to the hospital and they found cancerous tumors and they said, well, we got to cut out his stomach. And so that's, that was their wisdom. You know, I, I use the term wisdom loosely there. They, we're going to, we got a tumor. We're going to cut out the whole stomach. And, and dad basically bled to death over the course of the next uh, three plus weeks. Mm -hmm. uh, and so at that point, I began to do research into cancer treatments. I have a background actually in taxation. I have a master's degree in tax. So I figured, what the hey, if I can read through the Internal Revenue Code and I can can take this this monster code and can make it condensed and and write memoranda to people that aren't CPAs so they can understand the tax law, well, I can sure as heck go and read about medical literature and find out what's going on with this because I didn't understand how a, a medical system that's supposedly so advanced could take barely over three weeks to kill my father. And they did, I'm not blaming them. You know, that's not they didn't mean to do it. The the surgeon did what he knew how to do. What he was trained to do, unfortunately, it wasn't good enough to save dad. And then I lost my mother and two grandfathers, a grandmother, an uncle, and a cousin over the next seven years. So by the time I was mid-30s, I was the oldest one in my family except for one grandmother. Everyone else had died. And so I've, I, I, this is kind of like a war of attrition for me. I mean, I was, I was backed into this corner, and I'd begun to research and, and learned a lot of things about the cancer industry that were really shocking to me. Made me mad, actually. I was really upset that I felt like that had these treatments, had these doctors, these protocols been more well known, I might not have lost so many family members. So that's, you know, that's my story. That's why I'm doing what I'm doing is just in honor of my dead parents. Wow. Yeah, that's yeah, insane. No doubt. That's enough to get anyone on a war path to find out yeah. what's really going on. Because yeah. We have all these people looking to, to help us, right? We believe that they're going to help us, and then all of a sudden we, we, we give up our, our power to them and, and hope that they will, and then all of a sudden it just goes all wrong. Um, um, doc, Dr. Beck, I want to get your point of view on all this. Well, that's an amazing story, and I know in the couple of decades that I've been uh, doing what I've been doing, I've, I've had the, the blessing and, and the uh, benevolent role to hear those stories, and uh, quite frankly, that's where I always start because it, it really is a, a true understanding that people really aren't motivated by possibility of, of gain. They're, they're more motivated by loss, and so it's important to understand those. and. You know, uh, we're surrounded by a world that uh, demands that we submit and succumb and believe in nothing. And the cancer world is is nothing short of that. It is absolutely huge business. Um, and it, just like you said, it can make you feel just it just your heart is so heavy. You know, I mean, I feel the. Whew. You guys know that I, I have a very heartfelt place for for people's stories because I think that's what I've developed per professionally to really. Um, have that apathy for where they're at, and so I'm, I'm kind of reviewing that story of you know that Ty just shared with us, and it's it's touching my heart. Uh, you know, I had a, I have a mother who I just celebrated her first year of passing, and yep, I celebrated it because it wasn't uh, a frame of, of something negative for me. But um, I saw her her whole life uh, go through type one diabetes that was induced uh, idiopathically. I mean, she got a huge dose of steroids to fight a uh, a, a, a fungal infection in her nose before I was born. And so I, I've seen the ravages of that. Uh, my sister, who uh, is the uh, current editor of my, my book that's forthcoming, is uh, she survived two bouts of breast cancer. She's had both of them, uh, her breasts removed. And uh, what a true testament of, of that, too. So I, I have a little personal experience, nothing to the weight of ties. <laughs> but um, yeah, it, it's, a, it's a sad tale. But I, I can tell you this: there is a there's a um, a bastion of hope, and I think uh, that I have a tremendous confidence that uh, 
you know, Ty's documentary is going to open those minds to people and, and realize that they're the key. 100%. Absolutely. So what about, uh, let's talk about, you know, we, we, we're pretty clear on the problem, and, and that is that it's, you know, we're working within a business environment, and a lot of it, you know, is to is, is facilitated to, to make the money. Um, what about solutions uh, in, in your paths? What, what are you seeing as the ultimate solution to, to removing cancer and oh, prevention, or prevention in, in one's body? You mean to go first? I'll raise my hand. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> yeah. So you've heard the the uh, the mantra that an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure. I'd say an ounce of prevention in, in cancer is worth a, a ton of cure. Yeah. Uh, you, you you don't want to be diagnosed. And according to the World Health Organization stats in 2010, they're repeated today on the American Cancer Society website. If you go to the ACS website, you'll see their cancer facts and figures for 2013. They repeat the same statistics from 2010 with the WHO. One in two men alive today, one in three women are going to face a cancer diagnosis. So it's an, it's an epidemic. So we don't want to be one of those you know, almost 50% of the people that are diagnosed. We want to prevent it. And so there's some pretty basic steps <coughs> excuse me, that you can take to prevent cancer. Number one, you need to get out the trash that's in your body. Okay, you, We're all toxic. As a, as a result of the foods that we've been eating, the, the polluted waters that we're drinking, the polluted air, um, the electromagnetic frequencies that are all around us. I mean, there's just there's this host of, of pathogens and, and chemicals and toxins that our grandmom and granddad did not have, you know, 80, 100 years ago. So the first thing that we need to do is detoxify our bodies. And so I always recommend to people that they, they get tested for, <coughs> excuse me, I just ate some nuts and... I got them down the wrong pipe. Um, I always recommend that people be uh, tested for heavy metals and other contaminants and then figure out what you need to do to, to get rid of those. Um, and detox is not a one-size-fits-all. You, know, you need to figure out what you need to get rid of, rid of out of your body, but, but it's, I, I, would, I would say that it's a pretty accurate statement that all of us are toxic in one manner or another. So we need to get out of the trash, and then we just need to start pumping in good nutrition into our bodies to fuel our bodies, to fuel our immune system so that it, w it does what it's supposed to. So the immune system is our first line of defense, and it is, it is there to protect us from things like cancer. But if our body's compromised, if we're toxic and our immune system's fighting just to keep us alive because we keep putting garbage in, it's not going to work as well as it would if we're putting in good nutrition and it's being fueled. So uh, that's really basic. I mean, it sounds basic. You know, it's cliche eat good food but so how many people it, it, I guess in the in the in the Bible there's a difference between wisdom and knowledge and whether you're a Christian or not this will, this will apply to you wisdom is taking what knowledge you have and actually applying it to your life you can have a lot of knowledge and not be very wise with it and, and I think that we're in a situation today where there's a lot of people that have a lot of knowledge about how to be healthy but they're not very wise and they're not making those decisions on a daily basis so you have to apply that knowledge that you've been given and eat, eat, you know, make good choices. Be wise with your food choices. Um, and, and so that's two basics. Get rid of the garbage and begin to fuel your body with it, what it needs to run properly. And then another really uh, basic tenet that I go by is you need to exercise. You need to move because your lymphatic system is, you, is probably not being stimulated to the extent that it should be now. And your lymphatic system is the way that you, another way that you detoxify the body. And with, with modern technology, we're all blessed with technology, but we're also cursed with technology as well, in that most people today sit at a, at a desk and they don't move like 
people used to move 50, 60, 80 years ago. And so they're not getting that lymphatic movement. And, and so they're toxic in that manner as well. So those are, those are three basics for me. And I think if, if we applied those, not just know them, but actually applied them to our lives, we'd have a lot healthier people. Mm. What about you, Dr. Beck? I would like to hear your... Uh, yeah, well... I all that, disagree on all that. Yeah, all that's, all that's absolutely true. I, I agree 100%. Um, where I come into play uh, is, uh, of course, being in, uh, board certified in integrative medicine. I've been working in integrative oncology now for uh, 16 years. And when I, when I work with patients and I hear these stories and we talk about this knowledge that Ty was talking about and we talk about the importance of detoxification and nutrification and being active, well, the, the difference for me was, was that, well, after multiple tens of thousands of patient encounters and hearing these stories and seeing what the barriers to entry of this new thought process would be to someone is really where the rubber hits the road. Now I love those cancer statistics because this is this is the, the huge scandal as far as I'm concerned is everybody misses that they admit, you know, they, that, that those body of, of uh, knuckleheads, <laughs> the oppressors, that 75 to 80, depending upon who's saying it, of these leading cancer things are preventable. Let's just take that in for a second. 75 to 80% are preventable through lifestyle changes. Now imagine that. If we could pull the magic lever of love and we could just, boom, wipe out 75% of those statistics, that's shocking. Now, but here's the thing. The lab coat stethoscope, you know, the, the poison cut burn dudes and chicks, what they don't do is have the ability to tell people how to make those lifestyle changes. That, that's the problem. It's not a part of the central dogma. They, they don't have, they're, they're stuck in Mendelian thinking and that really, really boils down to is, is we'll just wait for that happens because they've lost faith in the populace. That's how we were able to become slaves to it. That's how we were able to subvene our control, this, this submission that I was talking about and, and encourage not to have faith in the system anymore. But yet we keep going and fueling it. Well, so where do they turn? So then they do the independent research. They hit to the info space. And you know, you know, Larry Knox, we've talked a lot about me speaking of all the noise and confusion. And there's a lot. There's a lot of people who are telling their stories, but they don't have necessarily have a clinical background or embrace that people are a category of one. Now, listen, I love detoxification, but I never start patients there, even if. They come to me and say, Doc, I just got a stage three bowel cancer diagnosis. I don't start with detoxification, though that's prudent. We have learned, and this is where the balance protocol came into play, is that there has to be a neutrifying, a nourishing phase before you go cleaning anything out. Because this is just like one particular example is that you can't start taking out the trash and mopping the floors if the system doesn't have the ability to now deal with these things. Matter of fact, when you start pulling toxins out of the body that were lying dormant in the tissues that were actually affecting your DNA down at that particular level, they're actually more stable than if you activate them through phase one detox and get them trapped in the middle between phase one and phase two, for example. So my point is where, where the real solutions are going to come from is giving solid corrective action knowledge to people and that that's my pet passion and quest is to silence the noise and confusion of all these different things of everybody talking about how wonderful all this stuff is listen um, you know I, 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 I'll take a look at the, the story of uh, Brzezinski I'm sure he's going to is going to cover that in his deal and what a disgusting just vile 
example of, of what happens to people that are trying to do wonderful things. But here's the thing. I think the power, and that can be gone away, if each individual turns the love to themselves and their family and has the courage to say, listen, okay, 75% lifestyle changing preventative stuff. Where do I attain that knowledge? And they need to be shared the litmus test of what that knowledge and, and truth looks like. And it always has to be filtered through their own unique story, their biochemical individuality, their epigenetics, <coughs> these kind of things that we now have. So the solution really is an embracement that your story has yet to be told. We have to teach people how to unfold their story and hold themselves ultimately accountable to set the example in those people in their lives. And that's when we'll really have that dynamic change and kick cancer to the curb. Because I've always said cancer is not like, the, if, you, if you look at a tumor under the microscope, it's not like some little evil dude going and flipping you the middle finger. It, it, when you see it under there, it's not, right? It's not an independent entity to struggle with. It really is just a manifestation of upstream imbalances finally taking a hold into what Ty was talking about, a weakened immune system. Yeah. So there's an order of things. There is a there's a, a better way, a better mousetrap, if you will, to work an individual through the information, the knowledge to apply it to themselves in a system systems biology that's totally scientifically based and it embraces all the systems interconnectivity as opposed to treating cancer. I don't treat cancer and it's a wonderful safe harbor for me. I don't even treat diseases. I treat people. I teach them on how to look at themselves and put it through a particular framework. So that would be my take on it. Um, I, I think uh, it really it is this, we're talking the same thing. It's just I like to present a framework of how to basically have your own personal GPS to use all these wonderful things. We talk about looking for a cure for cancer. I'm not looking for a cure for cancer. There's dozens. I mean, holy crap, dozens. The biggest one we have is all of our bodies. It has the ability, it's built in, the very DNA that's goofing up has the ability to fix it. We yeah. just got to give it the love again. We got to recruit it back into our corner. And then the cancer doesn't exist. I, 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 don't, even, I don't even like the term because it's, it's not even a, an independent entity. It's just what we stamp on something. Yeah, that's it's dog food. It's really like, that's why that's why we do what we do, you know, is to share that information so people don't have to listen to their, you know, doctor who's not trained in any kind of nutrition or exercise, any of that, to to figure out what works for them and create their own personalized plan. But and that's, that's one, of the, one of the biggest challenges that we had with your mother, and I'm sure most people have, is like, once, once, you're, once you're diagnosed, all of a sudden, everyone comes running to the table and saying, we have a solution. Right, it, genetically you're predisposed. You got it. Now we got to we got to do chemo, and then you have now you have power plays on both sides. Yeah, that's we want we want to go natural. They want to go allopathic, chemo. and you know, and then the battle begins, and you have to you know, one side surrenders. Um, so I want to get both of your your take on on how um, people may best approach that situation, and. Um, I mean, I think that's probably the biggest challenge people face because there's so much that we were talking about noise and confusion. There's so many things coming at you from all directions. How do you know, you know, to take a deep breath and say, this is the right one? Well, but, but then another thing, you know, it's like I was battling why I feel I lost my battle well, and mom lost her battle is because she, for her, in her mind, and I think that specifically that generation of people, the doctor was the person to listen to. 
you know, I was combining all these people together trying to come up with a natural approach, but the doctor said, and that's kind of where it all ended. Right, and that's right. very sad. It's, it's, it's a sad place to be because you feel helpless. Well, it's kind of like I, I do this little thing. I love to collect, of course, um, two things, Time Magazine covers and uh, old ads, you know. And uh, I use them in my lectures. Of There used to be the old, uh, you know, Lucky Strike cigarettes. And there was this. There's a season back in the '60s. You guys have probably seen that. You know, well, more doctors choose Lucky Strikes than anybody. I mean, we want to listen to our doctor. No, I've even seen. Uh, I've even seen Dr. Beck a a, a a magazine article that ran, or maybe it was a newspaper article, that said two packs a day keeps lung cancer away. Wow, I'd love to have that if you give it. I mean, it's yeah. like I have a wanted poster for it. If you could ever think of me, you know, like I'll something like that. I'll send it. Yeah, to isn't you. that amazing? Well, it, and that's just it. And now listen, um, I'm not anti-doctor, okay? What it is is though is a, I talk to a lot of patients and they say, well, I have a good doctor. And But then I, I always like to say, well, good is the enemy to great. What, what, do you have a great doctor? Can they tell you your, your first and last name without looking at the chart? Do you get more than 7.6 minutes with it? Now listen, our, our model in medicine today is acute care only. We're, we're fantastic in acute care. Listen, if you're having a problem, cancer included, and you go to the emergency room, you need to just relax and let them save your life, okay? Where we fail miserably is in chronic care, in preventable diseases that we call diseases. Remember, I don't even think they exist. And so the, the thing is, is that we have to take back that authority. See, the, the, the pioneers like, like Ty and, 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 and people that are out there you know, sp you know, speaking the gospel like that, they get attacked because they threaten the status quo. But it's like, you know, I'm, I'm a dad, you know, and we watch the, the movies, and you, you know the movie Ants, and, and the, all the grasshoppers, there's just a few of them, they're way outnumbered by the ants, and then what they do is, is they there was a very telltale sign in there, they go, listen, if only the ants would know that they outnumber these bullies, they'd overcome them. That's how slavery really is. You have to, first of all, realize you're a slave. There's way more that overcome these bosses, these the, the, these felonious mindsets. We have to start embracing and loving ourselves and our neighbors and insisting upon a higher standard for us. So that's really where it has to start from. Mm. I, you know, I love that scene in Ants where he, it's the the head grasshopper and he, what is he lets a couple pebbles down or pieces yeah, of yeah, and then eventually he just he just covers them. He said that's that's, that's indicative. We out they we, they outnumber us a hundred to one, and if they ever realize that, our way of life's over. You're and absolutely they right. They knew it. They yeah. knew it. Listen, absolutely the status right. quo knows it. Yeah. But the thing is, is we we have our voices. They, oh my goodness! When I started this same with you, Ty, you know, social media. Look what it can do. Mm -hmm. you, you can't hold back those voices of liberty. You just can't. We, we have to encourage people to sing from the mountaintops. You, you, you have to tell your story. You have to ask the good questions. You have to be willing to take action. Right. And that's where that really comes into play. And I can see the propaganda cycles. I'm sure you recognize these too, like what we have going on here with Ebola and that kind of fun stuff. It's, it's a very interesting thing. And people are just fed like sheeple. Mm -hmm. Well, it, it starts at home. The confusion is, is what's healthy or not healthy. Right. Right now, I agree with what you said, uh, Dr. Beck, uh, earlier about the. Uh, you were mentioning something like 75, 85 percent of the of the cancers are, are avoidable with lifestyle changes. That's actually that that actual percentage is on that document that I told you about earlier that I was referring to on the American Cancer Society website. Not that they're this bastion of truth, but 
even they right. admit that really? 70... but they have all those stethoscopes around their neck. Uh, come on, and that's like that's like a badge, man. And they prance around in white lab coats, so we should worship oh, right. them. Yeah, you, you, now, yeah, mine's hanging in the corner. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, even they on that same document it, it says that of 75, 85, I can't remember the exact number, but yeah. a majority of cancers are avoidable with lifestyle changes. I also what you said earlier about the uh, the detoxification not necessarily being first. I, I would agree with that as well. Um, if if I came across as trying to give a step one, two, three. It was really the three steps that we take, but not necessarily in the chronological yeah, yeah. order. So, I would I would agree with what you said. I mean, you sound like just a, a better looking version of me talking here. So, All right, hey, I'll take I mean, that as a compliment. You, you you know, I saw you in your trailer for the uh, for your documentary. I was like, man, that's a good looking guy. Look at the build on that guy. He had a nice pinstripe suit. I kind of got a little clothes habit myself, so I was yeah. like, what's <laughs> no, but, Yeah, I, I think we're seeing eye to eye. And, and, you know, what you said earlier about the tumor, you know, the tumor's a symptom of, of something that's gone wrong in the body. And unfortunately, with allopathic medicine today, we treat the tumor as the problem, but it's not really the problem. It's our body saying something's wrong, fix it. And so what modern medicine does today, modern oncology says, okay, uh, let's, take a, let's take a knife and let's cut that tumor out. You didn't fix the underlying imbalance. It's it's just gone. You, you the symptoms gone. It's like if you're driving down the road in your truck and the check engine light goes off, you take a hammer and you smash it. Well, you didn't yeah. fix the problem. You, you just don't know it's there anymore. And unfortunately, that's where we are today with with oncology. I also agree with you that that as far as acute care, nobody's as good as the USA. You get a you get an arm amputated, you get you know, or severed in an accident, you get stabbed, you get shot. You go to the emergency room, they're going to be able to put Humpty Dumpty back together again. Yes, sir. So I think we're great in that area. But as far as trauma, as far as um, chronic, you know, diseases like cancer, we're way back in the dark ages, which oh, is what Dr. Brzezinski said in his interview. We're going to be. I interviewed him recently, and he said we are going into the dark ages here in the United States because yeah. of that that fact. Yeah. Well, and, and I've never had the, the, the honor or pleasure of meeting him. Maybe you can introduce us one day But because uh, I love the work. Yeah. And um, the, the thing is, though, is, is that's just it. But the, the, we talk about the dark ages, and, and, I, and I, I let inadvertently that little – and I take a deep breath – that little admittance there, that little fear to come into my life sometimes. But um, we, we have to have that spirit of liberty back in our hearts and realize that we outnumber those. And right. we don't have to insist upon on that kind of stuff. There's little changes that we can do in our lives to protect us. Um, it, it takes it takes some effort. It doesn't happen overnight. Um, but there there's things that we can actually do. And, and like you said, yeah, there's a lot of stuff. And just doing it in the right order is important. Uh, I think that um, light is the greatest sanitizer, right? So we have to shed lights. The the big key here is to uh, produce as best we can one voice. And get us all talking about this and spreading it out there as much as we can. And, and heck, if we can get people, you know, put, pouring buckets of ice on their head like bucket heads, right? Imagine what we and it only and and I'm gonna say only we did a thing on this. Larry Noxon and I did where my grandmother, you know, died of ALS, right? So I, I know what that's like to see that firsthand. Mm -hmm. But you know, the whole thing is, is I have to humbly say that there's only you know less than five thousand people, um, you know, a year that will will be uh, inflicted with that. Try 5,000 a day of cancer. I mean, listen, not that it's like, well, what do you do? But listen, when, when you have a trouble paying your bills, you got to get rid of cable, right? You, you, you got you to get rid of your, 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 your coffee habit and things of that nature. You, you have to prioritize. So imagine if we could get the whole world aware of in, in, in sharing that we can make these preventable changes and literally just eradicate something that we call, ooh, the, the capital C, right, the cancer thing. It's unbelievable.
And so that that's the call to action. That's what I I'm really trying to 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 work with you guys on and waving that big old uh, liberty banner and having people say, listen, um, let's talk candidly and open about this. Don't we don't have to see if we don't talk about cancer. That, that's just what you get. It's like people talk about losing weight. Well, how about you gain health? You'll you'll get the weight loss for free. You know, it, it's the garnish, man. That it's where your focus comes. So let's focus on healthy living, and then that little fancy thing we call cancer, like it's one thing. I mean, there's all kinds, right? <laughs> there's just yeah. you know thousands of them. So yeah, it, it's uh, an interesting mindset. I, I agree completely, and and I, I'm with you. I'm on board with you in in that the. They are moving into the dark ages. You know, modern oncology, I think, is moving into the dark ages. We, what we're doing, what yourself, Larry Oxana, me, and the group of us that are that are preaching the same message, we're moving in, into the Renaissance. You know, we we have the answers, and we are helping to enlighten people. And and so, um, I, I I don't think that um, I don't think that there's any an, an ounce of fear in anything that we're doing. Uh, together, because because we know we have the answers. We know how to make the body healthy. We know how to make the body strong. It's right. it's them, you know. And, and unfortunately, and it's not that doctors are bad people. It's not that oncologists are bad people. They just have not been trained. Right. You know, even a genius can't teach you something that he or she doesn't know. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and doctors have not been trained on nutrition while they're in medical school. They don't. They get none. No yeah. training on nutrition, and you know it's all a result of the medical schools and the the, the curriculum that was was co-opted almost a hundred years ago. Uh, and I've talked in, in length every time I lecture. I talk about the Flexner Report of 1910, the way that the medical schools were co-opted, and so that's wow. why the doctor does not know how to treat you with with nutrition, with supplementation, with exercise because they've not been taught that. Yeah, yeah coupled with the fact that you know big big business is you know the the the, the patents of medications and things like that. That's all petroleum industry derived. Uh, matter of fact, that's the actual irony of it is a lot of these carcinogenic things that we're consuming to make things look good, like our FD&C and our color code codex, they're all made from petroleum. Right? Yes. You know, our, our, the, the doctor recommended supplements that are out there are actually owned by the, you know, the, uh, the drug manufacturers, and they're yeah. loaded with that stuff. So we've got petroleum being the source of things that are bad in the diet, plus they're also the same source of the medications they're, they're, you're using to fight them. So I'm like… You know, big oil is is uh, is uh, is all a part of this. So it has got some yeah. tentacles into some really despicable places. It does, it does. And I, and actually, when we talked about when I mentioned the Flexner Report of 1910, uh, that was that was ramrodded by John D. Rockefeller, who owned Standard Oil, and his perp his goal was to monopolize the oil and chemical industry, and he did a pretty darn good job of it. Absolutely. All, yeah. but that's a great story. Like one of your, uh, I think one of your uh, folks on. Um, <laughs> Your series is uh, uh, is uh, Griffin, who, who he he wrote a book about uh, the Jekyll Island and that yeah. that story. Yeah. Um, man, the behind closed doors deals and stuff that goes behind how all this stuff was leveraged. Um, like I said, but thank goodness for uh, social media and and the, yeah. and the ability for all of us to share this now, so we can really get some of that uh, covert, you know, rigmarole, you know, revealed. You know. Yeah, uh, I think we're winning. Oh yeah, definitely. Look at what we're doing now. It's fun stuff, man. Yes. Hi, I know. I know you're a little bit pressed for time. Do you want to? No, 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 good. Um, so part of the social media thing is also kind of discerning what's noise, what's not, because you could go and do a search on Brzezinski and get a bunch of people um, talking quackery, right? Yeah, so sure. there's a lot of a lot of name calling on both sides and what's right, what's wrong, and I think 
um, events like Truth About Cancer, conversations like this one are really important with experts that actually know what's going on. Um, so Ty, I know you're, you're putting together an event. You've interviewed a lot of amazing people. Can you uh, talk about that before we wrap up and you know what, what the intention with that event is, who's going to be interviewed, and uh, why, why it's important for people to attend? Yeah, sure. As you mentioned, the, the event's called The Truth About Cancer. Uh, the quest for the cures continues. Now, we, we initially aired a seven-day documentary miniseries back in May, and it was called The Quest for the Cures. We had such a, a huge response to it that we decided to follow it up with more interviews, with more research, with more more days. So now in October, beginning the 13th here through the 24th, The Quest for the Cures continues. will be aired every night from 9 to 10 Eastern for one hour each night. It's kind of it's, it's almost like in a TV type format and it basically it's, it's, it documents my travels across the country interviewing uh, I think we have 28 medical doctors that, that treat cancer. We've got about a dozen researchers and scientists and about a dozen cancer patients that are alive that are survivors and thrivers now that we interviewed and found out exactly what they did, what they're doing to treat cancer naturally and, and one, of the, one of the doctors that I did interview was Dr. Brzezinski um, I've interviewed Dr. Uh, Nicholas Gonzalez out of New York City, his partner Lin Dr. Linda Isaacs, uh, Dr. David Brownstein up in, in Detroit. Uh, the, the list is, goes on and on. You can, you know, people can, can go to the website and find out the whole list of doctors and researchers, but it's pretty amazing. And the reason that we did this is because although I've written several books on cancer, um, with books you have a limited audience, and, and uh, unfortunately today a lot of people don't read anymore. And we wanted to be able to reach a big, and it's 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 funny, but it's true. You know, it's know, it's, it's kind of sad that it's, but people don't read, so they're really visually stimulated. So in order to reach a larger audience of people, because as we mentioned, you know, one in two men, one in three women that are alive are going to face that diagnosis. We wanted to to use the media that they were that they were interested in. So what we've done is we've created a really entertaining type of eleven day mini series that they can watch for an hour a night and go interview to interview to interview and go back to the TV studio and it's going to be really visually stimulating it's going to be interesting so, so where you can refer this to people where that may not read a book on cancer on natural cancer treatments because that's quackery right that's that's what it's thought of but they might watch this and so I think we're going to reach well, we are, I, I know that we're going to reach because in the spring we reached a demographic of, a demographic of people that would have never read a book but they love the miniseries, and and so we got feedback. They said, "When when's the next one coming? When when can we get more?" So that's why we're doing what we're doing. It's just to help people to enlighten them with knowledge and and help them to realize that cancer does not have to be a death sentence. There are answers out there, and we we're going to teach them how to treat their whole body. Man, that's exciting. <laughs> it is. It is exciting. I'm like whoop whoop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's a it's a beautiful thing. We'll have uh, we'll have links to the the event. Um, surrounding this video, whether we're on YouTube or um, on Be Well Buzz, so please uh, check it out. There's uh, there's no cost to attend, right? No, no, you just sign up and you get get a link to to watch it for free every night. Yeah, awesome. perfect. Wish I could DVR that. Yeah, I, I appreciate <laughs> I appreciate both of your work. Um, do you guys have any final words before we wrap this up? 
well, I just want to I want to thank you for having me on here to talk to to uh, to Dr. Beck. I, I'm I'm impressed with your knowledge, Dr. Beck, Larry Oxana. I've I've followed you guys for a long time and appreciate what you're doing as well. So it's just great to be a part of this team. That's uh, that we're all striving together to make the world a better place, to help people be healthier, and to provide them with knowledge that can can save their life. And so I would just encourage people to to continue down that path of knowledge and and, and taking that knowledge that you get and applying it to your lives, and we can be we can all be healthy. Yep. Amen. That's it. I mean, I, I'm I'm humbled and honored to be amongst these company, and uh, it it's just I'm I really am super excited about uh, the uh, event, and I'm certainly going to be streaming it to my Apple TV in the living room and having my uh, my family take a look at it and just watch it, free some minds, like uh, Larry Shirt says there, because uh, at the end of the day, as long as we all uh, keep sharing our voice and uh, reveal the noise and confusion and and let people know that. We outnumber the ignorance and shed some light on it. We'll have a just a profound, like you said, Ty, a renaissance, and uh, that that win is coming. I, I absolutely feel so. Absolutely. Yes. Thank Thank you both for taking the time and sharing your wisdom and not you know sharing your wisdom. <laughs> and uh, I encourage everyone that is watching just make sure you share this information far and wide so you become one that leads us to solution. You know, don't do not be a part of the problem. <laughs> Become a part of the solution. Be a beacon. Yep. So with that, guys, much love. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Hey, thank you both. Thanks a bunch, guys. Bye. Take care. Thank you for listening. Go to www.bewellbuzz.com for more natural health information and subscribe to our free weekly newsletter. Don't forget to share this podcast with your family and friends. Stay tuned for more from Be Well Buzz.